Blog Talk Radio. In a country barreling towards a crucial election while facing a pandemic, a liar in chief, fake news, and murder hornets, this is the last 100 days. Why, yes, it is. Welcome to the last 100 Days podcast. It is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. I am Scott Fullerton, your host, joined in just a couple of seconds by my co-host every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Mr. Michael Vega. We are on day 76 until election 2020. It's day three of the Democratic Virtual Convention. And again, we appreciate them not selecting us as the unofficial official pre-event podcast. Welcome, Michael. How are we doing today, buddy? I'm, uh, I, I was just looking for a coupon in my drawer here where I'm speaking on the phone for uh, to fan myself because I'm dying. I'm on fire. California's on fire. California's on fire <laughs> and you're feeling the heat, we, huh? I feeling am feeling the all heat. the heat. I mean, this is – I need like a – a CBS receipt to fan myself. It would be much better. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can fan the entire apartment with a CBS receipt, my friend. <laughs> right? <huge. laughs> and then have plenty left over. There you go. I, I'm doing well. It's great. Good to, good to be on. Good to be talking to you. I, I had a goofball day today, so i uh, just coming back here to talk a little politics, watch a little convention tonight. Tonight, some of the big I names. I saw that. A big a lovely, night tonight. Well, well, I mean, it was lovely starting it with a lovely lunch with Mom. Huh? There you go. We did take Mama out today. I took a nice drive up to Lake uh, Erie, drove along the lake. We oh, wow. To, there's a great place called Geneva on the lake up there. It's kind of like hmm. a fair food fest where you go up but you're right on the lake and there's like little cabins and motels all up and down it but there's like a fair food booth between each little cabin and it's wonderful as and i said so, i'm seething with jealousy <laughs> so it was a great drive up to geneva on the lake today and we drove around lake michigan and all around and then stopped at a great little bed and breakfast on the way home um that serves dinner uh, the Welsh, uh, Welsh, I forget what it's called already. The Welsh something in, Welshford or Welsh something in. And right. it's right in Amish country, so we saw a couple of uh, horse and buggies drive by, so that's kind of always fun to see <laughs> nice. when, when you're dining out. We're dining did you, out did you ask them, on the back patio. Did, did you ask them their opinion on the election? You really should have. Do they, do they you know what, clue? though? I, I did not, but here's this. <laughs> Check this out, though, Michael. It is. Remember, yes. I told you my whole yard sign theory, right? Yeah. So you have to have yard mm-hmm. signs out there, right? So we're driving mm-hmm. today, and you can tell by county who's going for who. We were driving through Ashtabula <laughs> County, right on the lake, uh-huh. and there was a Biden sign like every four or five houses. It was really nice. Then we crossed the county line into Lake County. And, oh, my God, uh-huh. Trump sign here, Trump sign there, wow. Trump sign there. And then the same thing in Amish country, that was like three counties over. 
we get to Trumbull County, and there's Trump signs there, except these are the supersized six-footers there. So it was, it's wow. really weird. You can watch these things happen, so you don't even have to ask them. It's scary. But yeah, uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you because I'm, I'm honestly curious. Uh, the, the, the obvious economic differences from those counties, are there, like, noticeable lines. The ones of, uh, that are more Trump are very farmland, which is kind of surprised me. Hmm. All the tariffs he put on all the China farmland and stuff and everything. Uh, I said it was yeah. Amish country where they do a lot of uh, outdoor stuff. They're, they're more rural or going for Trump. The ones that so are more misinformed and underinformed. Uh, exactly. Which, I think that's a great way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, very, very interesting. It was well, an interesting drive. That, like so. I said, <laughs> you actually see the difference between counties. So wow. it was very, very wild. I'm sure if I drove around well, here, you know, and uh, in L.A., you know, our neighborhoods change, you know, uh, fairly quickly. It's not county to county, but, you know, there's a lot of different hoods within the, you know, L.A. County. And I, right. I imagine that if I drove around, it would be, there would be definite, definite differences. Right, right, right. There might now, be curious. probably now, an economic difference, too. Economic yeah. and entertainment. If you went through uh, a, uh, a lot of entertainment people, probably more democratic. You went with just well, affluent, you think if I uh, go drive through, if I go drive through Bel Air and uh, uh, you know, if, if that'll be a different. Well, wait a minute. In Bel Air, you can't really see the homes from the street, but exactly in Hills, right, maybe. right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think it'd be too uncouth to put a sign in front of their gate. <laughs> oh how gosh! <laughs> right, so, exactly. But they'll pay somebody to stand out there with it. And there you go. I like that. Creating jobs. <laughs> it's all about creating jobs. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. The job creator. Did you watch any of last night's convention at all? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I'm not. Uh, you know, I like getting the details afterwards because, as much as I enjoy talking about politics, if I immerse myself in it every night. By Friday, I'll get on the phone with you, and I'll just be uh, spewing, uh, you know, fits of lava-filled right. rage. So no, uh, I understand uh, that. I, uh, I have to have my calming moments. Um, what did you think? Well, I always see about the last thirty minutes of it because I do my left and straight mm-hmm. show immediately following this, right? So I don't really have time to mm-hmm. watch the first half. And I'm same way. I'm not going to tape it because I just don't want to put myself through that every freaking night. And usually the the big guns are at the end of the night anyway. So I missed the Bill Clinton speech, which I hear was short but pretty poignant. Um, I missed uh, the John Kerry. We don't know if we're going to lose. We can lose the mid-speech. I think that's right. We can lose him mid-speech, so I think that's it. Right. Make it short. I guess there were some good national security people on that had a good little thing. Like I said, I didn't see him. The two things that I saw and both of them I thought were pretty powerful. I did see, I wasn't, I saw it during the, uh, while I was doing my show, I have the TV on, but I I have the sound down obviously so I can do my show. So they did a really interesting thing last night. Last night was the actual nominating of Joe Biden. And usually if you know conventions in the past, that's where all the goofy people wear their goofy hats and their goofy long balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have finger, you know, the, foam fingers. And... Right. Their states vote for everything. Because yeah, it yeah. was virtual, they did a really cool thing last night. 
and they had representatives from each state in their state do the nomination. So you saw people from Hawaii in Hawaii and people from Michigan in Michigan and different people ran in different things, right, which was really cool. And I do want to bring up one thing because one of the cool things that I thought that just says, hey, um, this is going to be a different kind of administration as opposed to what we had before. But the Mm. nominating people for Wyoming uh, in beautiful downtown Wyoming was Matthew Shepard's parents. Oh, I did read that. Oh, my. And I'm going to play the little clip. This is the clip of what they said. And it's just night and day of what 45 and his administration has done for LGBTQ rights and what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will do. But this is um, Judy and uh, her husband. I always forget Matthew Shepard's dad's name. I'm so bad. But Judy and her husband, Matthew Shepard's parents, this is them nominating uh, Joe Biden. So here we go. Wyoming. After our son Matthew's death in Wyoming, Joe Biden helped pass legislation to protect LGBTQ Americans from hate crimes. Joe understands more than most our grief over Matt's death. But we see in Joe so much of what made Matt's life special, his commitment to equality, his passion for social justice, and his balanced compassion for others. With three abstentions, Wyoming cast four votes for Bernie Sanders and 11 votes for the next president of the United States, Joe Biden. Really bad audio because I had to steal the audio from an audio, but it's just nice to show them saying how Joe supported them and Matthew in their time back then. And uh, just a great representation of everybody that uh, Biden is bringing together in this coalition. So it was very powerful. Thank you. I thought. That was powerful last night. Then um, I thought I didn't know what to expect. I actually said on yesterday's um, show with Brandon that a couple of things I wanted to see were mm-hmm. primarily Jill Biden and this A.D. Barkin guy. And I don't know if you know who A.D. Barkin is, but he's a um, progressive activist uh, for health care, and he has ALS disease which you know is terminal and uh, he's been talking about it for years and it came across him kind of said he lost his health insurance over it and he came on last night I mean he he talked about it um, four years ago when he first started getting diagnosed where he was having troubles when he first started to have troubles with it then they had Mm -hmm. him on last night and he's in a wheelchair and he can't he had to use one of those electronic voice things for him that typed, he typed oh, wow. out yeah, what yeah. to say. And mm-hmm. it just said that we can't have um, someone who's not going to take care of health care like Joe Biden and Barack Obama did. So he was very powerful. And Jill Biden did a good job. I was very impressed. She kind of really mm. humanized um, Joe um, from their time together. And yeah. she started off in her school she used to teach in and kind of brought to light all the problem people are scared go to school and everything so it was a good job overall it was good but tonight is the big guns my friend and uh, oh, I'm I, I can't see the whole thing tonight but elizabeth warren is kicking it off pelosi will be on there hillary clinton will be on there they're going to introduce kamala harris and barack obama is going to be speaking yeah. tonight so yeah, it's going to be warren, a big Dr. night Fauci. right 
And uh, if you're there in person, you get Billy Ellish and Jennifer Hudson too. Or if you get, if you, oh. I guess in person, no one's in person. But if you get to watch the whole thing, you get to listen to the musical guests as well. So, oh, I didn't realize it's that. going wow. to be nice. a good couple of hours tonight. I only get to see the last half hour again, but the last half hour is when Kamala and Barack should be on. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. It'll be That's nice. going to be amazing. After listening to Michelle's speech and, and everything that I'm reading and, and what people are saying, I, I just love the, you know, the careful semantics to not give them sound bites that sound particularly, uh, uh, particularly divisive. You know, like you right. know how they're going to get on the, uh, they're going to get up to up to the, you know, the podiums and just you know spew venom, but right. I don't even. Even as uh, acidic as Michelle's could be perceived, she never once said, you know, directly, you know, this person, you know, the, the, this man is, you know, the president, he's not the right president for this country. Like, I thought that was clever right. as, you know, AF, you know, rather than no, saying exactly. terrible president, rather than saying bad president, just saying not right for this job. So she's not taking away from his ability to be a president, which, you know, he, obviously we know he can't do it. But she's just saying, hey, just, just not right for a year. You know, maybe right. maybe a place where they need a dictator or something. <laughs> exactly, right? You know that's what she was saying. You know that was the subtext right there. <laughs> oh, sure. Now, we played a little portion of her speech last night. I mean, it was very powerful. Um, she is She's just such a strong speaker and – just and she even said it during her speech. She doesn't like politics, and she doesn't. I mean, she hated it the first when Brock ran the first time. She didn't want to be on that uh, stage at all. So that was just not her bag. But she has grown into it and is an amazing she, speaker. Go ahead. And motivate. You know, I mean, I just uh, also in addition to her being a good speaker is just there's there's a light and there's a hope. You know what I mean? The minute right. she gets her reputation and, and everything she's done. So the minute she gets on the screen, even when you, you know, when I read her name, she's going to be somewhere. There's a little, you know, a little, a tiny little spark, a tiny little like, oh, yes, that's a good thing. Right. You, you associate her name right. and, her, and just seeing her with, with, with something good. And I think that's important. Exactly. No, I agree 100%. And uh, I will. I do want to. I want to retract my retraction yesterday, or or, or not, not retract my retraction. I, I I said something yesterday, and I'm going to add to it today Uh-oh. because I I actually had a little throw up in the back of my mouth yesterday because I had to agree with Donald <laughs> Trump because um, Donald Uh-oh. Trump had said I'm he was disappointed now. that Michelle's speech was not live. And so I actually agreed with him yesterday. It's like, I thought it should have been a live speech. I think that, uh, that she's so powerful. I wish it would have been live, but then I have to say, after saying that yesterday on the show, before watching, um, Biden last night, Jill Biden last Mm -hmm. night, I kind of understand it because this whole virtual convention, especially on Mm -hmm. the first night when you don't really know how technology is going to work, because last yeah. night, Jill Biden did hers live, and it was kind of like a hiccup. She had to kind of be prompted when to start her walk, because she kind of walked through her school a bit, and it was a very uh, yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. start. And then it kind of cut out for, like, only a couple seconds, thank goodness. But it cut out for, like, maybe five seconds of her speech. 
So it's like, well, maybe yeah. it was smart for Michelle to pre-tape this thing and I make her go up that pitch on the convention. Absolutely, because, so uh, my detraction of it. And yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, you know, we were talking about on Monday when you were asking me about acting and, and acting live as opposed to, say, recording something. You know, when, when the production's there, it, it, less things will go wrong, right? And, and I'm also, you know, there are people in the room, there's, you know, there's, that message is solid. But, you know, you can get in on a Zoom meeting and, you know, your eye line's here, it's there, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a weird sort of a, a, a medium to, you know, to even hold a meeting in. I don't know if it is for you, but right. it is for me. So no, I exactly. think it is smart yeah. because you can control all the variables, you know, that could possibly go wrong that, that the, you know, GOP could say, oh, well, look, look how terrible this is, you know, because that's what he would have said. You know, he says right. it should have been live, but if it was live and there was any little mistake, he would have said, well, see? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree because I, I – I had said yesterday, I said that I wish he would have done it live. And I do wish he would have done it live, but just watching mm-hmm. Jill Biden's, I understand why they didn't. Especially on the first yeah. night on the speech of her magnitude. I understand that a little more now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm there. So I kind of get that now. So I'm good. But I was I was a little disappointed at first. But um, this is a whole new deal, this virtual convention thing. And, of course, the Republicans have the advantage of learning from all this, right? And theirs is going to be next week. So they're going to know what works, what doesn't. They're going to steal a lot of the great ideas from this convention. Um, and they're going to, theirs probably will end up becoming a little more polished because they'll learn from whatever did not go right here with the Democrats. And luckily it has not been that much that's gone wrong. But an old acting coach of mine used to say, after you would do a scene right for, for uh, the class, and afterwards, he would say, "What worked, what didn't, and why." And I was like, "Right, exactly. Yeah, you can do a, a little uh, autopsy on it and see what worked and what didn't. So, it'll be interesting. They'll have the advantage being on second to see if they can kind of clean theirs up a bit. Um, interesting stuff, I though. So, I'm you earlier, um, did you were you able to? Uh, he, tweeted about a press conference that was happening like within minutes of when I texted you. Um, did you get this? I did not. I caught a couple of highlights. I want you to go ahead and comment on it because I was still driving not, home I from had, our I, drive. Yeah, I was in the middle of stuff, so I could not watch it myself. I just, I saw the tweet at 545 that said he was having a press conference at, in 15 minutes and, uh, and he ended it with like, see you then or something like that. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious to know, like I'm, I'm here on social media just waiting for something to pop up. If anyone knows, call me, well, please. Give him the number. The, bi- the biggest part of it, I guess the biggest takeaway that was um, the quick news bite of the, of the press mm-hmm. conference, I guess, was yeah. he has, uh, um, I guess the, I'm trying to think who did it here. Uh one scientific government group on Wednesday decided to play it safe and not fast track this um, convalescent plasma therapy that they're trying to do for COVID. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. I was not familiar with it. Basically they've been trying to take plasma from people that have the antibodies, people that have had the, 
COVID already and are well and trying to use that to treat people. And uh, they're trying to fast track that to do that a little more. But uh, one of the government people said they should not do it. And Fauci kind of agreed with them. And now Trump hmm. is calling them all political. He says they're all political scientists that want me to lose the election. So it has nothing to do with science. <laughs> he thinks yeah, they, want the scientists people. want him to lose. So it's uh, the, the pure narcissism. That you think that this is all a big hoax just because we don't like him. Right. Right. I, I've known no, many a narcissist just, in my life, but that's, that's it's just beyond anything I've ever experienced. Right. So that was kind of the big takeaway. It's like uh, he he derided this group for slowing down this plasma test. Mm-hmm. I guess they have had some sex, success with it, but it's just yeah. they haven't been able to do like blind testing with it and things like that. So it's just they don't feel like no. fast track and they don't think it's safe to fast track, even though they've well, had think, success know, with it. He probably did the press conference and the tweet because you know he wants to be able to say he's doing something, and Fauci's on tonight speaking. So right, right, I right. think that was a sort of preemptive little tactic there. Yeah, I didn't know Fauci was on it. I can see – I almost see, though, where it's going to be interesting how he comes across because yeah. you don't want him to appear to be partisan. So if mm-hmm. he's showing on the Democratic convention, is he also going to show up on the Republican convention? It, it's uh, going to be yeah, interesting. Yeah. I did not know he was coming on tonight. So that's going to be oh, interesting. You know, to see honestly, what he does. I only assumed because you had him on the flyer. So oh. let me not be misinforming anybody out there. <laughs> maybe I'm mistaken as well. Did I have Fauci on the flyer? I don't know. Hold maybe on. I can't see. Who's the old guy in the corner? Maybe it's not I Fauci. Look maybe now. it's some other old Italian let guy. Me look. <laughs> that's uh. Forgive oh, me. I'm no, a man of certain Fauci. years. Okay. Now that's a governor. That's that? a governor. Okay, we're good. Oh. That's um Okay, yeah. That, that is let me find out his name again real quick. I forget his name. He is In my defense, I'm not a young man. Governor and I Tony can't see that Evers. Picture very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's Governor Tony Evers from the great state of somewhere Wisconsin. Of course. Wisconsin. So you can see where with with ten ten vision, I would you know mix it up, right? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So Fauci is not going to be on, boys and girls. We lied to you. Yeah. Fauci is well, not well, going to be on the, the convention. If you were, yeah, that wouldn't have been a good look. Fauci, I don't think. So I'm kind of glad that don't. I don't think that would have been a good look for his nonpartisan. Well, no, no, no. And I thought so, but I I also thought how how interesting it's going to be for him to be on right. there. Now the never second, mind, no Fauci. There you go. The second kind of interesting little news bit from the press conference this afternoon, and these are the only two things I got, was uh, politicizing the scientists. But the second thing, and of course he would do this, uh, he was asked, and I want to find it here so I say it the right way. Um, He was asked if he supports that QAnon whack job we've been talking about. Um, And Trump being Trump said, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand that they like me very much, which I appreciate. So they must be okay. Uh, uh, what, huh? What, huh? Basically, right? he's, 
<laughs> yeah. So basically, because they like him, they have to be a good group. There can't be anything wrong with this group. So he basically I, said that QAnon, I don't know much about him, but since they like me, they must dislike the things that I dislike, so they're probably pretty smart. Well, well there you go. There's a campaign speech right there. And, there and the, you crowd go. Will, the crowd will cheer. Right. So he is not going to distance himself from the QAnon group is the takeaway on that. Which apparently Facebook is removing um, hundreds of groups and and ads as well. Oh, uh, nice. QAnon. Yeah, yeah, I just read that. Um, And I I was talking to somebody, and, you know, I said, of course, yes, there's a slippery slope with uh, censorship. But I strongly believe that if these these are dummy accounts, which most of them are, you know, a lot of the misinformation are fake accounts, whether it's Twitter or Facebook. If they're purposefully made to spread propaganda, then yes, they should be banned. I don't think right, you should right. go into some, some, an individual's page and saying, don't say that, no matter how awful it is. But if it does not belong to an individual, and I don't know how they determine, you know, whether it's fake or not, but if it doesn't belong to an individual, then no, it's got to go. I agree 100%. No, very well said. Speaking of that, though, remember my new segment I debuted Wednesday is Rush Rush Limbaugh and other conservative ideas dead yet. Um, I need to to piggyback on that a bit. I talked Wednesday how pissed off I was that Limbaugh was basically trying to call Kamala Harris a political whore and that she slept her way to the top of California politics, right? Well, of course, since Rush Limbaugh said it, people jump on that bandwagon, and people started producing a T-shirt. And the T-shirt oh, says, Joe and the Ho, H-O-E, uh, Biden and, Con- and Harris 2020. And Amazon actually took sizes? that down. Well, oh, Amazon good. took good, it down, good. which is the point. So I'm sure they're still going to find private ways to sell it. But all because this Rush Limbaugh, who's not dead yet, damn it, um, is uh, (laughs) kind of doing these conspiracy theory things, um, saying that she slept her way to the top. There's a Joe and the Ho. Uh, That's raising the the political discourse to a high standard, right? Well, I bet you the T-shirts will be available at the uh, Republican convention. Next to the MAGA hat. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, did you read the tweet um, uh, about boycotting Goodyear? I mean, again, another I thing did. I thought was illegal. I did. You, you, can't promote, you can't promote a company. I didn't think you could, you know, poo-poo on it either publicly. But, yeah, over banning MAGA hats. I mean, now, tell me about that. Pre- I just read that one – I didn't. Where are they banning MAGA hats? If you go to buy tires, you can't wear it in the store, or what is it? I don't understand. Uh, um, uh, NBC. It's so go Google Gadget Google Land. Yeah, like exactly. Uh, what did they say? Well, they don't want any. Uh, Everybody supports diverse viewpoints. Um, I'm not sure. I can't read fast enough. <laughs> Where? Program slides. It's... They announced a ban on MAGA hats. I don't understand where it says recording television. Da, da, da. 
Um, purported, they, well, they showed a slide purportedly shown at a Goodyear diversity training that listed Black Lives Matter, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender pride under acceptable while branding Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, MAGA attire, and politically affiliated slogans or material under unacceptable. And this was at their diversity training, which makes okay. perfect sense because things are, are, are racist slogans that are uh, to, to, you know, purposeful pokes at uh, Black Lives Matter. So, yeah, no, they should not. They should be unacceptable. Right. It says, I, I mean, I'm reading the same thing, too, to be clear, our Goodyear is saying to be clear on our longstanding corporate policy, Goodyear has zero tolerance for any forms of harassment or discrimination, the statement read. To enable a workplace environment free of those, we ask that associates refrain from workplace expressions in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as similar forms of advocacy that fall outside the scope of racial justice and equity issues. So it basically says it right there. They can support racial justice and equity issues. They cannot support yeah. um, campaign political stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that's or right. Den- or, that the makes denial sense. Of, or the denial of people's, you know, right to seek equal rights. Right. <laughs> you, know, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's the campaign I, I, that's I, politicizing Black Lives Matter, right? That's not political. That's well, a social justice change we're trying to do oh, it's absolutely. not it's social it's not political so it's I'm, like I'm but MAGA is political right i'm still having little arguments with people over the you know uh perpetuating the justice for canon the you know the kid who got justice within 24 hours still they're still going on about it like no, oh, you wow. know, the man's been the man's been arrested and tried and they're still screaming for where's the justice like what justice right. do you want other than right. he's in jail and he'll probably rot in hell and good. What else do you want? Right. It's just it's just it's just another way to say, you know, it, it, to be anti black. <laughs> to con- nope, it's to true. continue it on at this point, it's still a a a, a malicious act. They they're not looking for justice. They're looking to delegitimize Black Lives Matter still. Nope. Well said. Exactly. And I mean, speaking of the dirty tricks they're trying to bring back in the election, of course, tomorrow and Thursday, when Biden is there to accept the nomination, the Trump mm-hmm. campaign is starting first thing in the morning with advertisements, a two minute advertising of Hunter Biden and his business dealing with China. <laughs> And how Biden profited off his vice presidency. It's a seven, they're doing a seven figure digital advertising effort to coincide with the Democratic National Convention tomorrow, trying to rip Biden, uh, or uh, Hunter Biden, something they're trying to make the punching bag over Joe Biden. So, I mean, I mean and it's probably going to work. We already... talked yesterday. Yeah. Go ahead. What's that? No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I just thought that was. Well, of course, they're going to dredge it up again, but I just thought that was a pretty much done deal. Right. In fact, that investigation was wrapped up. Right. Well, the point is they're doing a seven-figure buy on these ads starting tomorrow morning. And Jesus. we talk, I talked about Brandon yesterday. Brandon had seen 
Brandon and I both read the same article, but he didn't read as deep as I did. And uh, there was an article that uh, Trump put up a two-minute ad for Biden losing it and in his mental capacity, right? He had a two-minute digital ad for this. And uh, that's not the bad part. The bad part is he bought 48 hours of it on the homepage of YouTube. So anyone that logs into YouTube is going to see this ad. Uh, it's okay, up all so day yesterday and all day today. Anybody who logs in, because I, at the end of my night, I like to watch little YouTube clips of, of entertainment. Usually it's entertainment stuff, whether it's Graham Norton right. clips or whatever. But when you go sure. on to you, this is last night. So that ad will appear at the top of the screen. And it's, not, it's difficult to get rid of if you don't like look for the button in the far right. There's a series of three little buttons where you put it away. But it's not one right. of those. You can't even hit the stop play because the volume button's over it, right? So even if you try to scroll away, the smaller screen will appear on your scroll. Right. So it's a no, well-structured I mean, uh, uh, ad because it just well, it took me a while. To, I was like, how can I get this to go away? It won't go away. He keeps talking. Um, and it's on yeah. freaking YouTube. How many people log into YouTube a day, right? I mean, you and I are on probably every day. How many other people are? So, I mean, I got to give the Trump campaign credit. I've talked about it the entire time. They have an insanely smart digital campaign. They did in 2016. They do this time. And so they're doing these great buys, like last night on YouTube and today. It's all day yesterday, all day today on YouTube, and starting tomorrow, all day tomorrow. Um, for the Hunter ads, and uh, mm-hmm. they bought Politico, which is a great pl- a political website. They they bought mm-hmm. all the ads on Politico the other day. I mean, they're just brilliant in their digital advertising, which really scares me. Yeah, more is more. I mean, look, what mean? more is more. Um, it's so much easier to carry out something like this with uh, no decorum, right? Being an right. asshole is so much easier than carrying yourself with, with a sense of grace and respect. So, you know, yeah. their job is easy. As long as, as long as they have the cash, no-brainer. Right. And that's the whole difference between the two. That's what that's basically what the campaign is about, is that it's about the moral authority of our country, not about the economy, not mm-hmm. about this, not about that. Um, I think – both would be good for the I don't think anyone's better for the economy. I think Democrats have proven they reduce deficits more than Republicans ever do. Um, mm-hmm. Republicans just get rid of taxes, and it's usually for the wealthy, so they help the wealthy. I mean, there's so many. Um, this is about the actual soul of our country. I really do believe this. That that's what this is going to come down to. It's rabble raising, right? And I think we're at a point, you know, nearly four years later, that, you know, there's a big contingent of people in this country that are subject to the team mentality, right? And aren't going to go back on, on, you know, which team they support, even if they're wrong. So this right. rabble raising is just, you know, it's cheering them on. It's like, you know, go Mets or insert whatever sport team you want, right? So it doesn't really matter as long as we keep. You know they're they're cheering on this uh, this divisive crap. People are still gonna you know, eat it up and and vote for him, right? Because you know he entertained and he sustained our 
uh, the narrative we, we enjoy. Well, speaking of YouTube, have you seen the Anderson Cooper versus My Pillow guy? <laughs> no, not yet. But I, I know what oh, you're talking about. This is amazing, okay? Um, I guess the My Pillow guy has invested in a company that is the supposed quote unquote cure for COVID. Okay. So um, he was on Anderson Cooper last night and Anderson Cooper shredded him a new one. And you know what? I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play three minutes of it. It's an 11 minute clip, but we're going to play three minutes of it. And we'll talk about it on the other side because Anderson Cooper just takes this dude to task. And mind you, this guy is going to probably be one of the featured speakers on the Democrat or the Republican convention next week. So, yeah. So um, diamond and silk. Exactly. So here's Anderson Cooper versus Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. I'll leave our mics on for it. But it's a three-minute okay. clip. Very interesting. Got it. You don't have a medical background. You're not a scientist, yet you're claiming this substance – which has not been studied in any meaningful way, can cure COVID, and you have a financial stake in the company, you would profit from it if this is being sold widely. Morally, is that right? Well, you know, I was contacted on Easter Sunday after, you know, that I've told the whole country to pray for the answer for this pandemic. And, and the, uh, it's a great administration has, has had me anything I hear out there, about, whether it be good sanitizers or cures or anything to bring it back to the task force. So this guy called me on Easter Sunday and said he had an answer to the virus. And uh, I reached out to my friend, uh, Secretary Carson, who's on the task force, and he's a doctor, and he looked into it all, got everything from the company, and he said this is a real deal. It's been tested by over 1,000 people to be safe. Medical tests have been done. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. There's no public peer-reviewed studies about this. There's no no human trials that have been published anywhere. Yeah, the, their safety test that was done in 2016 for over a thousand people that it's safe to take, and if it's where, safe where, to where take, is the, that's what me, I so Where is the study? The only study or report out is is a one report from the University of Texas that was a preprint study, and that was only no, involving they, cells in a, in a test tube. No, there's been there's been human studies, absolutely human studies. Stop, been sir, where, phase where, phase sir, where are the these FDA, human, the FDA, where are the these FDA human studies? Why, why aren't they publicly? Why aren't they publicly reviewed out there? Why aren't they been peer reviewed? Well, the the thousand people are out there. I don't know if you can't find it. I'm not a I'm not a medical doctor. I just know that Ben Carson, who's on the task force, he brought it to the president. Going, well, hey, this okay, is but one stop, the sir. This, ben Carson has in the past, you know, been paid to promote supplements and got in trouble for it back in 2015. So he has a track record on that. Uh, you you, know, are, you, know, you ben, are telling people that this cures COVID. You have no studies to prove it, and you're saying you know, a thousand you, people you know were what? tested. You I got my own study. When Where? I took that, when I see, when I seen the test of a thousand people that it was safe. That's all you, I needed. Sir, I've okay, if you've seen this April. test, where I've is it? I've been taking it since if, April, where is and it? I've had if over you've seen this test, where is it? A hundred of my friends and family. This thing works. It's the you, miracle you of said, all time. Sir, you said you've seen this <laughs> test. Where is it? Oh my God. They, uh, the the tests are out there. The the thousand people. Phase one. Where is the test? Show it to us. 
I don't, I don't have name who, where it's from, who did the test, what, what, what university, what doctor. Well, you'd have to talk to, uh, I guess you'd have to have uh, Dr. Carson and then the company that, that, that all the you tests You said you saw the test. Show. You read the test. So tell me about the test. How, where was that, it done? The test, it was done on over a thousand people. Where was it, where was it done? And what was that went on oh for 11 God. minutes. That guy was an idiot. <laughs> 11 minutes. Can you believe oh. that? He sounds like like a drunk uncle at a, at a you know Sunday barbecue. What? So he says this guy called me with a with a, a miracle cure all, and you know if you're gonna get on there and lie about stuff like this, at least learn how like learn what a public uh, a, you know a, a peer review is or where it would be published. If you're gonna make up stuff just, rather than saying it's out there, just lie better. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right. And I because he's kind of known for being one of those religious nut jobs to begin with. And I well, love yeah. how Anderson kind of first brought it up as, don't you find this kind of a little morally wrong that you're invested in this company and telling everyone that this mm-hmm. is a cure when there's no test on? He goes, oh, no, I was praying about it and was called on Easter Sunday. It's a miracle. Woo-hoo. Miracle, miracle. It's like, are you serious? The guy is all so, thinking he's Jesus all of a sudden. And and how irresponsible is that? Like I don't I don't understand how anybody with with a modicum of intelligence could could let this happen. You're going to encourage people to take something that you don't that you claim that a thousand people took and it's fine, but you're going to encourage people to take it and you know you don't even know the possible side effects. Okay, so it doesn't cure COVID. Okay, let's just say that. It doesn't. I, they're just, you know, BSing us. But what about, I mean, that's why the things are studied. What about possible side effects? What about side effects if you have this condition or that condition or that condition? I mean, it's so irresponsible. You know, it's, ugh. No, and it's like, but I gave it to Dr. Ben Carson. Like, okay, Ben Carson is a brain surgeon. He knows nothing about mm-hmm. immuno, immuno body functions and what mm. would cure some kind of a deadly disease. He could tell you if you have a brain problem, he'd be able to maybe give you some information on that. He might even be able to tell you what yeah. drugs are good for helping you remember things. Who knows? But as far yeah. as a cure for COVID, Carson has no no bearing yeah. in this whatsoever, and he said, "Well, go ask Carson. Doctor Carson would know who the tests were for. He's got to know yeah. that, that that they were real." So it's like, well, are you kidding me? Even as a brain doctor, he's going to have a rudimentary knowledge about stuff, but not not uh, you know a focus expertise in it to be able to diagnose and deliver meds for it. Right. You know, exactly. he can tell me what a, I'm sure he knows what clearly what a virus is, but he shouldn't be recommending medications for it. Sure. Now, I was just uh, I was so happy to see Anderson just shred this guy one side and down the other. But, of course, he's going to be a featured speaker at the uh, Republican National Convention next week because As he gives our, lots of money to Trump and kisses Trump's ass. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a tweet from Eric Trump and uh, two, days, two days ago, I believe, and he was saying how terrible the DNC uh, convention is. You know, we have former presidents, first ladies, heads of state, but the RNC convention is going to have Ted Nugent, Scott Bayo, Antonio Sabato Jr., Diamond and Silk. I, don't, I still don't even know what that is. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and, you know, of course, Pillow Guy. 
Oh, Diamond and Silk. You don't know who Diamond and Silk are? I do. I was kidding. <laughs> I I don't know enough about them. I just know that they got fired from their job as Fox commentators on their digital platform, <laughs> and now they're starting their I mean, own. They're, but, they're, uh, yeah. I mean, they're lunatics. I mean, I've seen them, and I've, I've listened to them, but I, I still don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what they're battling. I don't know what they're – I'm not sure what they're selling. I think that's it. Not what they physically are. Just well, besides bullshit, what are you selling me? Right, right. Who knows? Don't it know. is just insane. I got to tell you. Uh, did Speaking you, of uh, the... after the, go ahead. You're... No, you go ahead. Nope. Uh, uh, Pelosi, you know, of course, meeting with with DeJoy. Uh, and and all that and the what's going on with the post office, but she did say that uh, she said confidently that uh, he doesn't have any intention of restoring any of the cuts he made. Like he's pretty much flat out said, "Well, I'll stop it now, but you know, you're not getting your sorting machines back." Right. Exactly. So it's another case. I mean, of they did it. They did it until they couldn't get away with it, and you know, damage is done. Exactly. I mean, they got out most of what they're trying to get out already. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll stop it now because you caught me, but <laughs> I'm not going to fix what I did. I'm not going to fix what I broke, but we'll stop yeah. doing it now until after the election. So, And again, it, for anybody who thinks that, you know, some of this is hoaxy and the, they're not being taken away, things aren't being locked, I know for a fact, you know, right in neighborhoods right around me, it is happening. Yeah, oh, it has happened. happened. Yeah, we we've had pieces of our mail delayed by at least a week here. I mean, we're we're pretty uh, like clockwork when we get bills and things like that here, mm-hmm. and we've had quite a few things. We don't do too much ordering by mail. My mom orders a lot of clothes, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, a girl. we kind of know just by clockwork when these things come. And her clothes have been delayed. We've had a couple bills delayed. And it's like, thank goodness we don't order medications or anything online or yeah, or count on our checks. All of our checks are direct deposited, thank goodness. But it's like uh, people are are seeing hurt on there. There's people that are actually waiting three weeks for some things that are counting on I, stuff. I, right, and, and for things like, like heart meds and things like that, because there are a lot of online purveyors of medications, it's so much cheaper for, for people on limited incomes. And, you, you know, you're basically – we know what they're doing, so I won't go on about that. Right, right. Well, I don't have too much else. Do you have anything else? We'll we'll start wrapping things up here. I mean, I did have one kind of stupid thing I'll say just to entertain the silliness of our Trump-loving gaze. It seemed to drive me up a tree. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, have you, do you get, have you gotten to TikTok at all? We talked about TikTok. Okay, I have not. I I only see it when say I'm on Facebook, and I don't even. I have none of those apps on my phone. I don't have Facebook, anything like that. If I'm on one of those apps, I my laptop's open, and I do that purposefully. So I have not. That's so good. How do you do on, that? How have you? Because I don't have to check. Like I don't. I don't care that enough to keep checking my Facebook. Um, but then again, I've been you know since March I've been sitting in this place for most of my day, so. There's that. Uh, so, no, I have not seen TikTok directly on my phone, but I have seen it on, like, say, on Facebook scroll. 
I have to admit I've gone down the TikTok rabbit hole, and I've honestly watched it for about me. 15 minutes a night before I go to bed at least. Sometimes and longer. I try minutes, to limit you really, myself you really mean to 15 exactly. minutes. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 yeah probably is I got to tell you, but anyway it just it kind of amused me. But this one guy, there was a guy on there yesterday that came out as a gay Trump supporter on it, and it's just like, are you kidding me? That I I I just have never understood the gay Trump supporters. I I understand. I I, I hate to be a one issue person, but it's a pretty big mm-hmm. issue. When the guy take it, takes away trans rights and medicine and serving in the military and, and doing briefs against equal employment in the workplace, about briefs yeah. about turning over uh, marriage equality. I mean, that's a pretty big issue, as one issue as it is, right? So yeah. I don't understand that. Well, I mean, I guess the show is coming. Oh, go ahead. No, you finish up, then I'll tell you where I was going to go here. But go ahead. Okay. I mean, I get, I get. That okay, uh, certain issues may not affect you as as a gay man. You know, maybe you have a little bit of privilege th- there, and so if it doesn't affect you, then it doesn't matter. And I think there's some of, there's some of that involved. Because um, frankly, there are a lot of people who don't give a shit about others. Others, like if it doesn't, right? If it doesn't affect my life, then I don't have to care about it. So I'm, I'm sure there's a there's an there's a hint of that. Exactly. Well, the story we'll end on tonight, just because it amused me to no end, and it had to do with a Trump-loving gay, so I think it's very funny. Um, <laughs> apparently, there is a homoerotic pro-Trump Facebook group, okay? Oh. This is a homoerotic pro-Trump Facebook group where straight guys, it's homoerotic, it's not homo, Okay. These are straight guys. (laughs) Where straight guys share photos of themselves pointing loaded guns at their genitals in an attempt to trigger liberals. One Uh, of them accidentally shot themselves the other day. Wait, how does that own me by, are they showing their genitals? Because, I mean, I might be interested in looking at that. But I don't think so. I think they're just showing the gun pointed at it. Because they're trying to quote unquote trigger liberals with their gun guns pointing somewhere, and these are straight guys showing up. But if it's homoerotic, I would think they're actually showing their stuff, right? It sounds like they're showing the junk. I don't know TikTok man. You tell me. I I don't know. I don't go enough into Facebook <laughs> to know this thing, but I just found it pretty amusing. Uh, the oh, it's on this, Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry. I- This is a Facebook private group. That's a Facebook private group. And this unidentified San Diego man who belongs to the private group, um, Loaded Guns Pointed at Penis, is the name of the group. Very clever. Uh, He recently posted a video of himself pointing his 45 caliber semi-automatic at his groin and accidentally pulled the trigger. Okay. So here's my summation. This closet case dude created this so he could see other guys dicks i'm sorry he's a, right he, right conservative republican whatever he's a closet case and it was a way brilliantly to get you know these other guys like him to show their junk bravo these are the same guys that tap their feet under the bathroom stall 
That's all there is. I, to it. Oh, I know nothing about that in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. oh God. All right. Well, oh, Michael people. Vega, it's a big night tonight at the convention. I'm going to be trying to watch uh, Barack Obama and Kamala. I'm hoping to catch a little Jennifer Hudson if I'm lucky. We'll see what happens. I got my Lucky Straight show going, but. Thanks for joining me today, my friend. Let everyone know where they can find you. Of course, my pleasure. Uh, so the name is Michael Vega, and on uh, social media, it's Michael Vega at, so Michael Vega underscore A-C-T. Very well, and I'm Left of Straight, at Left of Straight on Twitter, Instagram, Left of Straight Show on Facebook, Scott Fullerton on Facebook. We're going to play out today with a little Stefan Alexander with Cry Again, a politically charged song, which I really enjoy. And we will see you tomorrow for day four of the Democratic National Convention. I'll be here with Brandon Carmody and Mike will be back this Friday as we wrap the week up. You're listening to the Last 100 Days podcast right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Stay tuned for my Left of Straight show coming up next. Bye-bye. Hey, how you doing? Well, I guess I'm doing okay. An easy answer. But what else am I going to say? When the times are tough, I put my guard up with a smile on my face. I'm learning to cry. Yeah.